0: Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast.
1: Mornings with Taylor and Jen. Taylor has a super weird friend that's not me. <laughs> Life
0: I can't imagine being under this kind of pressure. What kind of pressure are you talking about? Her name is Angela Kelly, the personal assistant and senior dresser for the Queen of England. Queen Elizabeth? Queen Elizabeth. Oh, oh.
1: Okay, all right. Well, so she's a personal assistant and she helps her get dressed. I mean, what's the big deal there?
0: She wrote a book called The Other Side of the Coin The Queen, the Dresser, and the Wardrobe, talking about her experience. <laughs> well,
1: that's a play off of C.S. Lewis' yeah. the, the
0: Witch and the Wardrobe. How funny. <laughs> she wrote it a few years ago, but after the pandemic, she released a second edition because that's where her job got kind of high pressure. Okay. Because during the pandemic, mm. they wanted to be very careful about who was in the queen's personal bubble. Yeah. And so this personal assistant was one of the few chosen ones who could be there. Wow. The queen's hairstylist was not one of the few chosen. Someone's got to cut the queen's hair, Jen. Oh, no.
1: This personal assistant had to learn how to do the queen's hair. Can you imagine? Oh, your- my.
0: World. You're not a hairstylist, but they're like, guess what? You're going to cut the queen's hair. Oh
1: my, not just cut. Style. You got to style color, it. All of the above. She was responsible for Queen Elizabeth's iconic hairstyle.
0: I would be so nervous. I
1: would be. I couldn't. I think I'd faint.
0: But like, How do you feel about a one guard, <laughs> your majesty? I'm really good at using clippers.
2: This is Ashley, and I have a, uh, a bad haircut story. Good. Oh, I'd love to hear I it. I mean,
1: I'm so sad for you, but please tell us the story. Oh, you don't have to be sad for me.
2: It's my son. Oh, uh, oh okay. When he was two years old, he couldn't sit still. And uh, we lived in a very, very tiny town. The barber shop wouldn't take him. <laughs> the first time, like, like, we walked in and they're like, uh-uh. And they're no. like, no, we, 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 aren't, we aren't doing
0: that <laughs> Not that one.
2: So anyway, I said, okay, I'll do it. So to keep him still, and I never cut hair before in my life. I, uh, I literally put a bowl on his head and cut around it. Nice. And, uh, I was, like, nine months pregnant. So, um, I gave birth, and we have all of these pictures now of, like, our new family with my with son with this horrible bull cut. He looked like, like a long-haired beetle. It was, it was, it was something.
1: Hey, Paul, you got a story about a bad haircut?
3: This little kid in my old neighborhood where I grew up, they were about maybe four or five. They decided to give each other a haircut, and they did it with a pair of uh, hedge clippers.
0: Oh, Oh, boy. Oh,
3: no. It lives in infamy to this day. (laughs)
0: Oh, they're poor mothers. (laughs) Oh, my
3: goodness. I could hear her screaming all the way in my house.
1: The Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth's personal assistant, was told back during COVID that she was also going to have to be the Queen of England's hairdresser.
0: That's a lot of pressure (laughs) because, you know... If you're not gifted in hairdressing, it's going to be bad.
1: Oh, you know that because it's probably happened to you. You have probably either given or received a bad haircut. So when I was
3: really young, we went to my cousin's house. My cousin was just slightly younger than me, so I always hung out with her. And while I was hanging out with her, she asked me if I could cut her bangs for her. And of course, I was like, sure, I can do that. It's simple. You just cut a straight line, right? Right across. So she hands me the scissors and I start just, you know, trimming a little bit here. Oh, no, no, it's crooked. So I got to trim a little bit on that side. Now it's crooked on that side. So I went to the (laughs) other side. Eventually, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable doing this anymore. And I thought I was going to get in trouble. So I put down the scissors and I ran out of the room and I ran to my mom and I said, I want to go home now. (laughs) And she was like, we're, we're talking. You know, the adults are talking. You can just sit here with me, and when we're ready to go, we're ready to go. And so I'm just like, I want to get out of here before her parents see her bang. <laughs> well, the next thing I know, my cousin comes walking into the room. Apparently, she had noticed that I had left them crooked and decided to take care of this situation oh! herself. Oh, boy. So my cousin proceeded to then chop off all oh! of the rest of her bang. No! Oh, no. <laughs> so oh, when no. she came into the room, she just had this, like frizzy thing in the front of her face. And her mom was livid. She's like, Becca, why did you cut off all of your bangs? And she was like, I just wanted a trip. My name was never mentioned. Yeah, And I just sat there silently like, oh, Becca,
1: what did you do to your bangs? (laughs) Taylor, why are we talking about injuries today?
0: Because Jen has a mosh pit injury. She was in the pit at the State Fair Skillet concert, and now her knee hurts. (laughs) I hurt my knee. Now, who was I in that pit with? My wife Lindsay. Did she injure herself? Nope.
1: Nope. But I did.
0: (laughs) We want to know about your silly injuries. I was uh, about eight years old. I'm
3: from a family of five, and I'm the baby. And I don't know how I got a hold of pocket knife, but I got a hold of pocket knife and was sharpening a pencil, and it came out of my hand bounced on the floor and stuck in my
0: brother's back of his leg. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like a story that you just tell your parents. Like, I was just sharpening a pencil, (laughs) and then it bounced and landed in him.
3: Yeah, it stuck in there pretty good. And uh, my sister was quite a bit older than me, so her husband was upstairs kind of watching us. He takes them to the hospital, and then my other siblings— or tell me I'm going to go to prison. <laughs> oh, no. I'm bawling, and I, every time a police officer go by, they say, here he comes. They're coming to get you, and I start oh, running. in
1: no. Sometimes it's a silly story. Sometimes it's a good story, but it's usually a story you like to tell about that one injury.
3: When I was a sophomore in high school, I was a competitive swimmer, and I broke my
1: right ring finger on another girl's head. Oh! oh. Wait a minute. Don't you swim in different lanes? Yes. But the pool we practice in doesn't use lane lines except for me.
0: Okay. Oh, so you just like slapped her on the head really hard.
3: (laughs) No, she actually was swimming backstroke and was in my lane, and I came out of a flip turn, and my hand went into her head.
0: So it's her fault. (laughs) Yes.
1: I had to confess to getting a silly injury. I hurt my knee in the pit at the Skillet concert. Jen has a
0: concert injury. So we want to know do you have a silly injury?
3: Yes, I do.
2: And it's not really my injury. It's The person I injured. Oh, okay.
0: You did the injuring.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We were playing football at recess, two hand touch, and I caught the ball and I turned around, didn't realize the guy that was guarding me was right behind me. Uh oh. And I tripped. My tooth went into his head. Ah! And he had to go and
1: get.
0: You bit a man on the head.
1: Yep. (laughs) He was in fifth grade. He wasn't a man
0: yet. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I'm still friends with him to this day. And
2: he says that hair doesn't grow there anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You caused a man to have a bald
2: spot. Very young, too. It was kind of traumatic.
0: (laughs) One of the things about being a grown-up is you end up having to become a detective, when your body starts hurting? No. Because <laughs> like when I was a kid, it was like, oh yeah, my knee hurts because, because I just fell on the playground. Right, yeah. When you're a grown up, you just kind of wake up and you're like, huh, that's new. <laughs> What What could have caused this?
1: That might be the most
0: true thing you have ever said. And I have been dealing with this like upper back right at the base of my neck kind of pain, and you know, you just kind of go through the day of like, what on earth is causing this? and you know what what am I doing that makes it hurt? And I, I do think it's a variety of things, but one of the main culprits I found when I was working the other day, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is a big part of it. Because sometimes it's hard to see the print on my computer and I have to kind of like lean in to see it really well and it puts my neck in this really weird position for long periods of time. So I uh, I have changed my computer display to large print in order to deal with this current injury. And, and who just had a birthday? You did. I did. I have a reading injury. That's way less impressive than your mosh pit injury. She said it like it was the most normal thing in the world. And I actually had to rewind the conversation to make sure I'd heard her correctly. Oh? My friend, who I was out to dinner with, was telling a story about how she was at home and she pulled a a pizza out of the oven and then she put it in the freezer and then she went on with the rest of her night. Wait, what? Right? What? She had a frozen pizza. She put it in the oven. Okay. After it was done baking, she put it in the freezer.
1: Because she didn't want to eat it?
0: No, because that's how she eats her pizza.
1: Okay, no, that doesn't make any sense.
0: Every time this woman makes a pizza out of the oven, she puts it in the freezer for like five, ten minutes because she says it makes the cheese set better. What? I don't understand it, Jen.
1: Did you tell her that you didn't understand it? I
0: told her and she, she defended it very heartily.
1: Okay, so you go from hot pizza to like what would a pizza be like after five minutes in the freezer?
0: I don't know. Cold? Appa- apparently the cheese is better. Yeah, I, You like, know, at she that could point, have just skipped a step and Skip just, the middleman. <laughs> exactly. Just get it straight out of the freezer. Just thought. Have a pizza <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you have somebody in your life that eats food weirdly? Or wrongly, maybe it's you, maybe it's somebody else. So my husband, he
2: calls it a BLT, but he puts peanut butter and bacon on the sandwich. And I'm like, that is not a BLT.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a PBLT.
2: That's like a
1: PB, like, I don't know what you're doing here. (laughs) Okay, so tell tell me exactly how this sandwich is built. He toasts bread, and he puts peanut
2: butter on both sides of the bread, and then puts bacon on it. And I'm like...
0: That is so weird. Wait, uh, there's still lettuce and tomato on this too, right?
2: No. No. He calls it a BLT, but it is peanut butter and bacon. And now he has my children doing it. No, no. Oh, no.
1: This whole conversation started because Taylor has a super weird friend that's not me. Um, She bakes frozen pizza in the oven like you're supposed to, takes it out, and sticks it in the freezer to set the cheese.
0: I think that's just wrong. Some people just have ways of eating food that defy logic. And if you have someone like that in your life who eats food in a weird way, we want to hear about it. We
2: have to talk about sweet corn.
0: Of course we okay. do.
2: You know, you got to have a method, you got to have a pattern. Don't you make your way across the corn like a typewriter? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No. I know people who take a bite out of it here and there, Uh, and they don't eat every kernel of corn, and it's just wrong. Oh,
0: that is chaos! That's
4: that's so random. What? what? I just don't understand those kind of people.
2: I I won't name names, but I
4: live with one. Ah! Okay, yeah.
1: (laughs) I do think that is a crime against Iowanism. And she grew up on a farm. (laughs) She should know better. (laughs) Yes, they can. I mean, they can eat the food any way they want to, but it's weird. And it's it's just wrong. And we want to hear about it. So I
4: have a coworker, worker Wester Hart, who <laughs> believes that popcorn should be dipped in milk. What? It's oh, How she eats it. I've never heard of
2: it before. She's in love with it, and I won't even try it. Have
1: you ever asked her the origin story of this? I don't know. I think it was when she was pregnant. I'll be honest.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Then it's okay.
0: Now it checks out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not going to tell a pregnant woman she's doing something wrong. That's fine. Correct. In the moment, it was difficult. And for this story to land, I have to tell you about my relationship with my hair. (laughs) 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 I think most of us women, you know, want it to look nice. Mm -hmm. And I do, too. And that's why basically for the last many years, I've always gone to the same person. And I trust her with my hair. Yeah. Last week. I went to a different person.
0: Which is stressful, but yeah. especially so if, if you care as much about your hair as Jen does.
1: So I sat in the chair and I let a new person advise me on my hair, give me a vision for my hair, tell me what I needed for my hair, wash my hair, cut my hair, (laughs) do all the things to my hair. And then when it was done, I looked in the mirror and I was so happy with my hair. And then to realize that that person that had done all that was my daughter That was this moment where I watched this woman in the mirror and I see her all grown up. Yeah. I see her take all the things that she's been learning at the Aveda Institute and and use them on me, but I know she uses them on all of the other clients Mm -hmm. that she's had. And she does it so confidently and beautifully. As I was sitting there in the mirror, honestly, just like in some of those commercials, I had these flashes of her as a baby, (laughs) as a toddler. (laughs) But there she was, this beautiful, confident woman, working on my hair mm. and seeing me to the door and giving me a hug and telling me thank you for trusting me. And as I got to my car, I realized I just witnessed my baby all grown up. I will admit sometimes with my kiddos, I look at these two giant people and I <laughs> I blink and I still see them as babies, but they're not. They're all grown up. And there's usually a moment where you really realize that.
0: So we want to know, what's the moment that you suddenly realized, oh, this child is an adult now?
2: The day he preached my husband's funeral. Oh, wow.
3: Tell us about that. Well, he'd been a minister, you know, and he had a church. But, you know, you just never really, it never (laughs) dawned on me, you know, he's a grown up. And when my husband died, he insisted on preaching the funeral. And Mm. it was like, okay, he held it together. Mm. He was professional he was grown
1: up wow that must have been quite a day for you a
0: lot of emotions
1: yeah it was
0: but -hmm. it was a good day good i'm glad you can say that
1: it was good because i know where my
3: husband went and the fact that he had raised such a wonderful son following his footsteps made it so awesome
1: so there's this thing it's called time (laughs) and it happens and as it's happening our kids grow up and then all of a sudden you have an adult you have a a grown-up where you had a baby once before.
0: And there's usually like a moment where you look at them and all of a sudden you realize they're not a baby. Mm-hmm. They're a grown-up. And a Joy has seen this happen a few times with her kids.
4: So the oldest one, I realized that she was an adult um, when she had lived on her own for several years. And then after COVID, she got her own church, which is oh. great. It's closer to her and yeah, and wonderful for her. And then this, second oldest. He became uh, an adult when he married and then became a father a few years Woo! later.
0: Yep, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. That grows you up.
4: <laughs> that'll do it. Uh, number three became an adult when she became a leader in a program called YWAM and has been to eight or nine different countries that yes. hit me one day. Yeah, I was
0: like, what? Love right. YWAM.
4: And then the youngest one this last fall into the spring went to Mexico and when she came back, she just was a different person, but Mm -hmm. in the most amazing ways. So it's been a joy and crazy little ride, but (laughs) such a pleasure to watch them become adults.
1: But tell me, every once in a while, do you like, turn and look at them and see them as toddlers still. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah. And it's when they call or they're around and they're just goofy like they used to be. I'm like, yes, yeah, thank you.
1: Okay. <laughs> I remember this.
4: The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul.
0: You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.